Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. picture you have for your life, that perfect picture that at some point in time you had, has been shattered, hasn't it? You got a diagnosis that wasn't supposed to happen to you. There was a a breakup in your family that just tore your family apart. Somebody did something to you they shouldn't have done. It's not supposed to be this way. Your back continues to be in pain. You struggle to get out of bed. You still can't call that family member. We all experience pain. We all experience hurt. We all experience darkness. And we live in a broken and at sometimes shattered world. It's not something that is just to us, but it has been a broken and shattered and dark world for a long time. Hear the words from the prophet Habakkuk, who cries out to God. Words that were written thousands of years ago that could have been written this morning. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I am surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Yes, he was at your Thanksgiving dinner table. (laughs) The law has become paralyzed, and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. These ancient words ring ever true. Violence, fighting, arguing, they fill our streets and they fill our homes and we experience it. And in the darkness we cry out. In the darkness, we, like the prophet Habakkuk, we cry out and we say, God, where are you? God, what are you doing? Don't you know that we are hurting here? Don't you know that we are in pain? Do something, God. And so during this service, I invite you, uh, we have these little things printed out, uh, and there are these prompt questions. And so we invite you to to fill these out as we go through our journey today. Where are you hurting today? Where is the pain that you are experiencing? What is the cry of your heart? What are you saying to God? God, can you do something? Because sometimes it feels like in our pain and our darkness, we are only talking to the ceiling and the words don't get up. Or it feels like God is sleeping. It's quiet. And we are crying out, wake up, Jesus. 
wake up to the misery of your son and your daughter. Wake up. Won't you rise up? Wake up. So the season of Advent is about crying out to God, do something. In this darkness, we cry out and we wait. The response that God had to Habakkuk that we find in chapter 2 is this, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. We're not good at waiting patiently. Those drive-through lines seem a lot longer than they used to. Why can't doctors just keep appointments at regular times? If they tell you to be there at 9.30 for your appointment at 9.45, why don't we get to get in until 11 o'clock? Why does it seem so long for Christmas to sometimes come? We wait and we wait and we wait. We are not good at waiting. And so to hear these words, if it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. It just hits us wrong because we are not good at waiting. We are sitting there and there are things out of our control and we are just saying, come on, somebody do something. Can can something happen quicker so this pain will end sooner? And is all we're supposed to do just sit there? Are we supposed to sit and wait for God like we sit and wait for the doctor And hope that the nurse comes and calls our name next. Come on in. I think waiting for God is something different. We think about it as a passive activity in which there is nothing that we can do. But waiting is a lot more about preparing for what we can do than it is about doing nothing. Waiting in the biblical sense is about actively preparing ourselves and moving forward, doing what we can do, and trusting and believing and hoping, and believing and trusting that God can do. And believing that he can do it again. It's about looking for God's movement. And so today, how can you actively wait and prepare in your despair? What is it that's in your heart and in your cry of your heart? How is God calling you to actively wait? How is he calling you to prepare for him so that when he moves, not if he moves, when he moves, you see it. 
To me, one of the ways that I imagine waiting is through the story of the prodigal son. You might be familiar with that story, how there was a, an older brother and a younger brother, and the younger brother went to his dad and said, essentially, I just want my inheritance. I'd rather have your money than have you. And so his dad gave him the money, and he says he squandered it in wild living. And when he found himself at rock bottom, he decided to come home. Maybe he could be a servant for his father. And the scripture text tells us that while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him. I always imagine the routine of the father. Now, this has to be a little different than what actually happened, but I imagine that the father got his morning coffee every morning, went out to his front porch, sat and drank it, and looked towards the horizon, hoping that maybe one day, that maybe that day, his son who was lost would come home. And so every morning, he went out. He made his coffee. He looked out and he waited. He did what he could do and trusted and hoped that what God, that, that his son one day would come home. And so we too, in our despair, we can't do everything. But we can wait actively for the Lord. And we can look to the horizon and look and see if God is moving. And so today, when we say we're going to wait for the Lord, it doesn't mean we just sit and do nothing. It means we prepare our hearts and we do what we can do, trusting that God will do what only he can do. Advent is about believing that the night doesn't last forever. Scriptures tell us that sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And we remember that the God who did it before can do it again. Habakkuk says to the Lord, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, and in our time, make them known. In your wrath, remember mercy. And so what we believe is that God does hear the desperate cry of his people. We have biblical evidence throughout it that if we just look for it, we will see how God has moved before. In the beginning, in the darkness, God spoke in light entered in. In the story of the Exodus, God's chosen people, the Israelites, were enslaved. All they knew was to work, work, work 24-7, make bricks, and wake up and do it again. And they called out to God, and God heard their cry. He answered them, and he set them free. He led them to the promised land. He split the sea. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. He was with them as they dwelt in the promised land, but they disobeyed. And in fact, they disobeyed so much that they were eventually exiled. They had to live in a foreign land. Have you ever felt like you're in a place where you didn't belong? They were in exile. 
And God made a promise that you will come home. You will return to the land that I gave you. It may not look possible, it may not look likely, but the Lord who brought the exiles back home into the promised land. When Jesus was asleep on that boat and the sea was raging and the storm was all over the place and the disciples stirred him awake, wake up, Jesus, he did. And he stood at the boat and said, peace, be still. And just as in the very beginning of creation, the words of God brought order into chaos. To the blind, Jesus spoke words and they could see. To the deaf, Jesus spoke words and they could hear. To the lame, they walked. There was a prisoner, somebody who even according to the prisoner deserved to die for his crimes. Somebody who had done his own thing his whole life, believed in Jesus, and Jesus said, truly today you will be with me in paradise. I don't know your story, but I know that you have one. And somewhere in that story, I believe if we look back, we'll see God at work. Somewhere in your story, if we just pause and if we just take a little moment and we look back, we'll see, God, there you were. You made a way when I didn't know that there could be a way made. I was in complete and utter darkness and you showed me the light. If we just look for God's movement, we'll see it. And so on this Advent season, we don't just look ahead towards Christmas, but we look back to the movement of God in our world. And we remember that God has answered our prayers before. And so today, we invite you to pause and answer that question. How has God answered your prayers? How has God spoke truth? How has God brought light into a darkness that you couldn't see? How did he make a way where there seemed to be no way. How is God moving? And the God who did it before, we trust will do it again. And so we cry out, come again. Come into our darkness. Come into our pain. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Advent is about light breaking into the darkness. Isaiah says it this way, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. In our darkness, in our chaos, in the depth of that, we believe that Jesus will enter in. What is your darkness? What is the, the cry of your heart? You know, so often in our life, so often in our darkness, in our what we are asking God to do, we are looking for a what. 
if I hurt my back, I want my back to no longer hurt. If I If there's a relationship that's broken, I just want it to be healed. I just want whatever was broken or shattered to be put back together again. We we are people who are looking for what? When God has something bigger for us, he has a who. He didn't come just to solve your problem. He came to give himself for you. We so often just want the simple thing. Lord, if you would just make this go away, stop the pain. And Jesus says, I did not come just to stop your pain. I came to give you life and give it abundantly. I came to be with you. When we sang, O come, O come, Emmanuel, this morning, we are singing the deep hope of the faith. Come and be with us. Best of all, God is with us. In this world, you will have troubles, Jesus said, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You see, we need hope, you need hope, and his name is Jesus. Hope is not a thing that gets a little bit better. Hope is Jesus. Hope has a name. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the one who has been promised to come, the one who will illuminate our darkness. Now, hope can be a scary thing. As an OSU fan, there's been many years I got my hopes up. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. All we do is hope. But somebody once said, Aaron, that's more like wishing than it is hoping. And so often, again, we we miss this idea of what does hope mean. We think it means who we think will win a football game. I hope it happens. We wish it happens. But the biblical idea of hope is this certainty That God who moved before will move again. That that God can do what we cannot see. And one of the reasons why we experience despair is because we are stubbornly hopeful that God is good and will answer. In the movie, The Dark Knight Rises, Bane, one of the bad guys, said this, there can be no true despair without hope. And I think part of the reasons why we as Christians are suffering and are in pain is we hope and we know that God can bring healing. We know that God can bring reconciliation. We know that God can do more than we can ask, think, or even imagine. And so some of the despair we feel today is because we hope. And so today, I don't know exactly what you're struggling with, but I believe that God is here in your darkness and he's saying, here I am with you. I am with you in the midst of this. And God can do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. God can meet you in your darkness in ways in which you and I cannot even imagine. He can bring healing and wholeness. He can bring miracles But best of all, he can bring himself. And so today, we hope. So we invite you to think about where do you see a glimmer of light in your darkness? Where do you see that flickering entering in? And so, oh, great light of the world, fill us up. Because if there's one thing we know about light, 
is that it's undefeated against the darkness. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.